everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This is Kelly Henderson, and you are listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast. So unless you have been living under a rock, you have heard about Love is Blind on Netflix. If you've not seen the show, basically there are a group of guys and a group of girls who all go on dates with each other in soundproofed pods with a wall between them and thus never seeing the person they are on a date with. After a short amount of time, the couples that become interested in each other also become engaged and are allowed to see each other for the very first time. If both members agree to the coupling, they then go on a honeymoon-type vacation in Mexico, and if they survive the honeymoon, they go back to the real world where they live together for four weeks in some sort of semi-real-life situation. After that four weeks comes the wedding where each person decides if they want to continue on this path together and marry. The end results are supposed to prove whether an emotional connection, sight unseen, makes love truly blind. This week, my guest is one of the cast members of the show, Kelly Chase. Kelly is a life and wellness coach in Atlanta, and I asked her to give us the backstory of casting, the details of falling for her love interest on the show, and what happened between them after the show that we did not see. Be warned, if you haven't seen the show yet, this episode is full of spoiler alerts. Here's our conversation. Okay, so Love is Blind has like become this huge global fan favorite, and especially, I think, during times of social isolation, just because of coronavirus, I think it's only going to go up. Did you guys actually think that when you were filming, this would have this huge impact that it has and become such a phenomenon? No. <laughs> <laughs> the easy answer is no. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I really didn't. The, the wild thing is, I mean, obviously you want someone's, you know, creation to be successful. Um, but no, I never thought that this would blow up to the degree that it has. I mean, I guess having a platform such as Netflix, I mean, does kind of put you out there more. Yeah. But, but with that said, I mean, 
I mean, I'm not even one to like really watch reality TV. So, <laughs> so you know, there, I know that there's other people out there that, you know, just that don't, but it's so funny yeah. as far as like hearing just like feedback from people there. Like I've had so many people either comment or, you know, friends of mine even just saying like, yeah, I'm not normally like, I normally don't watch reality TV, but I'm so hooked. I got so addicted. I started watching it because I knew you were going to be on it. And like, oh my God, I can't. And now I'm telling everybody about it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's just wild. I mean, I, I love the fact that it was successful, obviously for the creators and for us too. I mean, it's, it's been great. It's, it's interesting because everyone's like, how's your life changed? I'm like, I don't know. I don't feel any different. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I guess it is. You but have a lot more followers because, on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, yes. Like that part has changed. I yeah. Mean, I ha- when, when we're able to be social, um, I mean, there are people that have recognized me um, or I get the look like, I feel like I know that yes. girl, but I don't know how. Yes. <laughs> I think the thing about Netflix that's so interesting is they literally set you up to binge watch. You know, like I got into the first episode, but then it was like, all right, let me try the second. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to try the third. Oh my God, I have to watch the fourth. (laughs) You know, by the fifth episode, I was so connected to you guys. I did. I felt like I knew y'all. Yeah. I think that's that's how a lot of people felt too. Like they were so emotionally connected and involved. (laughs) Yes. Well, let's talk about, I'm so curious just about the backstory of this show in particular. Like how did you get casted? Yeah. So my story is different than I feel like most, because I feel like other, um, other members, they were sought out through Instagram or something, some type of social media platform. Um, but I particularly, so years ago, like when the Married at First Sight um, show was being casted for, like the first season of Married at First Sight, they also filmed that here in Atlanta. And um, one of my ex-boyfriends, so the ex-boyfriend that I refer to as the one I was like infatuated with um, on the show, it was him. I mean, this was like eight years ago, seven, eight years ago. Um, Anyways, I got a text message from him. This was like a year year and a half after we broke up. And he was like, hey, um, I gave some casting director your phone number or your information. Um, I can't do this because of my job, but I thought you'd be good for it. (laughs) For Married at First Sight? For Married at First Sight, I love that your ex-boyfriend is the one referring you. (laughs) I know. I thought it was so so funny. So, yeah, so he did that. And anyways, I went through a few interviews with Married at First Sight, and then obviously I realized the whole concept of that show. And I was like, my mom would murder me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't do that. So when they were starting to obviously cast for this show, um, they called me and were like, Hey, we still have your information on file. Are you still single? Are you still available? And I was like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> yeah. So it was the same casting people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they did cast everybody. Um, like I said, I know a couple of people were sought out through their like Instagram profiles or something. I don't know. I don't know how they selected them. I don't know if it was, I I don't know. Cause it wasn't like we all had like, you know, like a strong following back then, you know? So it wasn't like we had like a high number of following. There were some people that had like, you know, 130 people following them. So I don't know how they, everybody was sought out though. So it's interesting. So then once you got casted, I mean, or once, once you started the conversations even, and you realized what the show was going to be, were you at all hesitant or were you just like guns blazing? Let's do this. I am in. (laughs) Um, I was hesitant. I was going through the process, but I mean, I honestly was very hesitant. I think more or less because of my 
a positive presence online of being yeah. a health coach and everything. Like I was like, they could take this and spin it and make me look like the villain and make me look so terrible or whatever. And, you know, I had, um, like one of the casting directors, she had a, you know, a conversation with me and she was like, Kel, we can't make you say anything you don't say. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but <laughs> yeah. So, but she was super sweet and, kind of talked me through everything because I, I did, um, you know, speak up on those hesitations and, right. and reservations that I had. And I was just like, I mean, I think the concept is brilliant. I think it's amazing because, and for one, I think the reason, one of the reasons why I did pursue it was because I was one on like a personal, like self-discovery journey. And I was like, this is super cool to like really get to know someone sight unseen and like really tap into like the communication aspect. And that's something that a lot of people just don't do. They don't know how to communicate effectively. So I thought that was really cool. And then on the hindsight of things, um, or on the flip side, I was like, you know, a lot of my girlfriends, since that boyfriend, I guess, I mean, like, Kelly, all the guys you've been trying to date are these like, model-looking guys. Like, you're never going to, like, you're not going to marry one of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, interesting, though. That is a really yeah. interesting thought. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, you're not going to marry these guys who are just like full of themselves and blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, so it was almost like, I was like, I want to do this to almost like prove to my friends that like looks don't really matter y'all. So stop telling me that that's all I'm after because it's not true. Like, and it's never been true. Like every guy that I've ever actually been in a relationship with, it's because of their personality. I mean, I would not stick with someone just because they were like pretty and treated me like shit. Like, right. (laughs) You know, so. Well, so you actually were, it was kind of, you were going in as an experiment almost. And cause I was going to yeah. ask you if you were actually looking for love. I think when I was watching the show, I was like, do these people just want to be on TV or are they legitimately looking for love? Yeah, I definitely was looking for love. Yeah. I mean, I still am. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> if yeah, you're out I mean, there I listening, think, hit her up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just like, you know, if you don't make a connect, this is my thought process. I'm very big picture. And I was like, you know, if I don't make a connection with someone on the show, who's actually going through this experiment too, who knows if their friend is looking for someone, you know, or sure. some, you know what I mean? Like there's always, when you put yourself in an opportunity, it always creates another opportunity. And that's what I thought. The whole I love time. that. I think the universe does respond to when we open ourselves up that way, just like you're saying. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So can you tell us on, you know, just a daily basis perspective, like what was actually happening? Like how many times, how many people were you talking to in a day? Yeah. Um, so there were 30 total of us, like, so 15 okay. women and 15 men. Okay. And so like the first day, I'd probably say the first couple of days, you're actually, you are talking to all of them. Um, so I had 15 dates the first day and then um, we did have dates. Well, we always had day dates, but sometimes we had night dates too. Um, And with that, like the first, I think our first speed dating round was like seven minutes. Like we only had seven minutes. Yeah, it was really fast. So seven minutes times 15 guys. So it took all day, you know, it took a while. Um, But then the, as I guess we kind of went through like a process of elimination in a sense of like who we were actually connecting with. And then our dates got longer and therefore we were able to communicate. So I think our longest date was like an hour and a half. Okay. Um, yeah, it was an hour and a half. Did you and, have, but, Oh, go ahead. Oh no. I was just going to say like, we didn't know who we were going to be talking to though. So it wasn't like they told us like, Oh, we're, you're going on a date with Kenny today. It was like, okay, you're up, you're going on a date. And you had no idea who. who would be in the room. Right. 
We didn't know. So did you have any like terrible or awkward interactions? Like just completely like, or you're sitting there silent or anything? (laughs) There was, um, I would say that there was maybe like two that I just kind of felt a little uncomfortable because they, one was trying to, um, just ask a lot of physical features, like ask questions yeah. about physical features. And I'm like, you're missing the point. Right, and I think totally. that, that actually happened on like on one of like the first episode, I think, I think he did the same thing. Like this guy did the same thing to Lauren, like talk, asking her if she was black or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was that same guy. I remember um, that. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what you're missing the whole point. Right. Um, so like that was interesting. I mean, he just straight out the gate, like, so what do you look like? I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I think there were a couple too that, like, start. I don't know. I guess they started to like talk about like sex or something, and I was like, hold up, I don't even know what your favorite color is yet. Right. Like, we, I don't know. So it was. I didn't. Not that I. I feel very comfortable talking about sex stuff. Obviously I did it on, on air, Yeah, <laughs> but, um, I, it was just too soon. I hadn't even formed like any type of connection with that person. Right. So, and it's also like you're saying, it's kind of missing the point, especially right out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. So I think those were like the only like uncomfortable or awkward times. And that just allowed me to eliminate that faster. <laughs> yeah. So if you so. didn't know who you were going to see, like when you start to actually click with somebody or enjoy the conversation, I mean, how did that go? Were you just kind of waiting and hoping producers would set you up with them again? Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we all kind of had to, um, I guess like talk about or summarize, you know, like, Oh, how the date go. And I'm, like I'm sure the you know the team was listening in on that, and so they right. knew like who to like connect you with further. So how? Okay, well, first of all, how long was this whole process? Was it just it was six weeks? Did I read that somewhere? Um, seven weeks, including the weddings. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, it's so fast. When yeah. when in the process did you start to realize that you had feelings for Kenny? You know, I would, I mean, when we were in the pods and, and the pod life was actually probably technically like a week long. That's um, it? it? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Okay. I thought it was longer for some reason. No, no. So we did the pods for like a week and then we went to Mexico for, you know, a handful of days and yeah. then we like all moved in together and like lived together for like, you know, the next three and a half, four weeks. So okay. yeah. Um, but I would say, yeah, definitely in the pods. I mean, I've, obviously that's where everyone started to like make their connections. Right. Um, but it was probably the second or third day. Um, I don't, I just like felt, I really did feel like I had like known him for a while. Like it was just very comfortable conversations that we would have. Um, and so it was interesting because when our date was over, you know, we wanted to keep talking. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know, we, you know, it may have only been like a 20 minute, you know, date time frame. And so we were like, no, like I want to keep talking to you. And so it was interesting because sometimes, like I said, we would have those night dates. And again, we didn't know who was, who was going to show up in those night dates either, but we were just like, oh my God, maybe because we like made such a good conversation, you know, earlier today that they'll like set us back up tonight. And when it did happen, that was great. <laughs> but then if it didn't, we were like, dang it, we have to wait like a whole yeah. 24 hours to like talk to that person again. <laughs> so it was interesting. It was like we were like craving each other. I was going to say, it's almost like a little bit of torture too, because if you, 
in real life really start liking somebody, then you know you can keep communicating or you know when your next date is going to be, especially if it's mutual. But this yeah. is like this thing that like you just are kind of waiting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's interesting because now um, how I have developed in my own like personal dating life, you know, I get it. Like there have been, you know, all of my girlfriends in the past. I think this is just like a standard memo to every woman, you know, like don't reach out to him. Let him reach out to you. Sure. Kind of scenario, sure. You know, and I but I was one to like not really practice that in the past. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, if I want to talk to someone, I'm going to talk to them. Yeah. And but anyways, in the last like year, probably since that show, I have began to practice that and it does work (laughs) what do you mean tell us more well I just feel like okay so if you you know if if they reach out to you obviously that means that they want to talk to you but then just just wait and like wait it out like as as much as you want to like tell them about something or whatever I just like it maybe it's in the beginning stages of your dating not like you're in a relationship per se but like your beginning stages just kind of like let them chase you like definitely let them chase you because if you're available too much then they're like guys are just so simple-minded i feel like they're just like nope she's available i don't you know it's like they, they need that game they need that like chase or whatever so it's almost like how i'm implementing this now thing that i should have been doing my entire dating life <laughs> um <laughs> it's just so interesting i'm like that's almost like how it felt though in the pods in that situation because it's like I like, obviously we you couldn't, couldn't, yeah, couldn't communicate, but it's like, okay. But like when we did, it was almost like this, like, I don't, <laughs> it, they say something about it. Um, I was listening to some kind of podcast, I guess, but it's almost like a orgasm kind of thing. Like you're just like waiting and waiting. It's like an addiction. Like you yeah. like, eat that craving and then it's like, okay, great. <laughs> it's just so interesting. I don't know, but that's how it felt. Like it was like, Oh, I can't wait to like hear from him. When is he going to reach out? But obviously we were in pod. So <laughs> well, and being <laughs> controlled by someone else with that. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I did not realize that I thought you guys could say, I want to see this person or really kind of dictate who you were talking to. Yeah. So that's really interesting. What a practice of like, I mean, it's not even self-control. You just have, like, no choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's a practice of, like, surrendering. Yes, to yes. N- not having control. Yeah, so, just, like, letting great. the process happen. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what would you say to a viewer that's, like, screaming at their TV going, I mean, especially now that I know it was a week that you guys were in the pod, so going, like, you guys are getting engaged? I mean, that's insane. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, you agree with us? <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, I mean, I mean, we didn't get to watch the show um, before anyone else did either. So like when it oh was aired. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when it, when it dropped in Netflix, it was, that was when we watched wow. it too. I mean, the first, it was so funny because like I knew that it was going to like launch at like 3 a.m. Eastern time. And I just couldn't really sleep the night before. I think I slept like an hour and then I was like up and just my brain was going in all different directions. So I was like, well, it's 2.30. I might as well just stay up. So I watched like, I watched the first like few episodes <laughs> before yeah. I went to work. <laughs> but I was like glued too. I was like, oh my gosh, but just because I didn't see, I mean, obviously I like heard the backstories from the girls, you know, but I didn't see the stories actually play out. Like I didn't know like what actually was happening, you know, with everyone else's story. So it was cool for me to watch everyone else's journeys. But yeah, I mean, getting engaged, you know, within a week. Yeah. I mean, everyone 
can think that we are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It was just, I mean, for me, I just, I wanted to continue getting to know Kenny because obviously we created such a special bond and granted not everything was shown, but um, we really did have a very like open communication, very vulnerable, very transparent with one another. And it just felt like very, I don't know, like I said, like we've known each other for a long time, how -hmm. comfortable our conversations were. So we just really wanted to continue with that and see where everything went. I mean, so is that kind of how you were looking at it? Like you were looking at it as to continue dating or did you actually think like, I'm going to stay with this man for the rest of my life? A little bit of both. Really? Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess when you're, yes. And <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but <laughs> you like stump me. Yes. Because like, as far as like the dating part goes, like, okay. Like what if like, when we get to like the altar, like we realize like, Hey, you know, we just need more time and, but we don't want to get married like right now, you know? Um, obviously again, our conversations, our communication, our connection was so strong that that could have been the, the way that it went. Um, but on the flip side, I mean, if in those, you know, five, six weeks, we really like things started to evolve even further with us. then obviously we would have both said yes, you know, at the altar. So it's just like, it's interesting. I, I almost can relate to like Gigi and Damien's story as far as it being at that moment in time, it was kind of like a, you know, I don't want to marry you right now. Right. In a sense, you know. Um, but, but you want to keep it open. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But wanted to keep it open. But so that was like the thought going into my mind. I mean, like I said, it, we just... I've never, nobody's ever done something like that before. I mean, it is wild. Like, for some reason, it really shook me when you said it was a week. And I know the time is a lot more intensive, probably. And especially if you're just, I mean, you're just talking. You're not doing any activities. You're actually just talking to each other. So maybe that does make it feel like a lot more in depth or connected, like you said. But it's just so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And and it was because like you literally like the only thing entertaining us besides each other's voices was like that, like frozen looking wall. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I mean, otherwise, I mean, and so there were no distractions, you know, like even if you're sitting at home, like sometimes like granted, I hope nobody's like trying to have a strong conversation and they're like, you know, distracted by their phone or like watching the TV or something, you know, there's just like, there was literally no other distraction. And it was interesting for me because the dates that I went on where I wasn't making kind of more or having more serious conversation with people. And it was just like super surface level. I was like, okay, like I can do this like in regular life. Like this is, we're trying to like figure out who we're making a connection with. Like I can't make a connection with someone who's just having surface level conversations with me. So it actually taught you a lot about even if this didn't work for you, what you would like moving forward. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. And it's interesting because like I've had, you know, obviously some reflection and just thinking about like people that are like using dating apps and that kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, like people are obviously, we want to be loved. We want to feel loved. But there are two reasons you're on a dating app. It's one, because you are seriously looking for a relationship or two, you're heartbroken from past relationship. You're just, you don't know that you want to be serious and then you get fearful if you or things are getting kind of serious, like, and then you start to back away or the he backs away or something. And it's like, you know, 
there, I feel like there's just like a lot of fear in communicating with people because you don't want to be judged or looked down upon or whatever the case may be. And it's like, okay, when you're using a dating app, like, Almost, I'm like, okay, if you really are looking for a relationship, like, get to the point. Yeah. Don't be afraid of, like, what you're going to say because that person is going to either love you or they're going to be like, okay, bye. Exactly. You'll figure <laughs> it out really fast. Yeah, and they're obviously not your person if they're, like, you know, ghost you on that, no, yeah. you know, kind of thing. So it's like you could eliminate the back and forth if you just get straight to the point. I think that what was what was so fascinating where I did really get – curious about this experiment because just like you said on dating apps I think a lot of people have up this armor you know we do this in real life too but it's like I'm gonna dress up I'm gonna look this certain way I'm gonna present these facts about myself in my profile and it's just based on this exterior stuff so this experiment really does eliminate that barrier If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. So well, let's since the barrier eventually does come down, let's talk about reveal day because uh, this is fascinating. So you like this person, you spend all this time talking to them and you have no idea what they look like. And then all of a sudden you're going to have this big reveal. So like what happened to you the night before this day? Because I just can only imagine the anxiety. <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, there was honestly uh, like the anxiety 
skyrocketed when I was standing in front of the doors, you know, yeah. waiting on those doors to open. Um, but yeah, I mean, the night before, there were just so many thoughts going through my head. I'm, I feel as though I can wear my true expressions on my face. So I was thinking like, Oh my God, like what if I'm actually not physically attracted to him and it shows (laughs) and the cameras catch it. Right. I'm horrible. (laughs) Um, so I think that was kind of one of my biggest concerns. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but otherwise I, I don't know. I, I guess I wasn't, as nervous the night before as I was literally like standing there like waiting to like see him I mean I was shaking really absolutely yeah I just like my knees were trembling (laughs) so was it more of you just said that it was the biggest part was what if I'm not attracted to him but did it go through your head too like well what if he's not attracted to me yeah it did it did go through my head and I mean you know this was a part of my like you know my, my like health journey personally myself but I was not like extremely confident in my body image back then either. Um, like I am, I've lost like 11 pounds since the show. I actually could tell that in the reunion, by the way, you look amazing. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I just, I was not where I wanted to be. And so, yeah, absolutely. And and knowing that we were, you know, going to like Mexico and had to be in a bathing suit and all those things, like for sure that definitely like that crossed my mind. But then I was like, I don't know, I guess I'm, I'm like, I'm such a positive person. I'm like, he fell in love with me for like who I am. And I know that that, and that's like how I was with him as well. You know, it's like tell even like, I don't, I don't even know. Like I just, I just didn't think that he was just going to be like super unattractive. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know. I mean, I can definitely think someone is just adorable just because of their personality. Yeah. I think a lot of girls are like that. I did think it was interesting. I mean, Every cast member was attractive. It wasn't like there was just anybody that we saw that was like, ooh, I don't know about this person, you know? So, I mean, right. I guess that's that was good for y'all casting-wise. But so then <laughs> it's like when the doors open, what did that actually feel like? Like, were you, I mean, when you saw him, what was your internal reaction? Um, I, my first reaction was like, he's, he's very cute. And he kind of like... Um, I don't know, like, not that I was, like, making assumptions of, like, what he looked like, but I guess I did kind of make a visualization, and it was kind of, like, what I thought. Like, I thought he was going to be blonde for whatever reason. Yeah. See, I was going to ask that because it's, like, you hear someone's voice for so long, and you make up in your head what they they look like, right? Like, So he kind of matched yours. Yeah, yeah. He definitely kind of matched it. Mm Mm-hmm. So was it, was it like awkward or was it, I mean, did you guys, did the connection from the pods transfer into real life immediately or did it take a minute? Um, I would say it, I think it did take a minute. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously just being honest, it did take a minute. Granted, like when I saw him, like I was like, he's attractive, he's cute. I wasn't like, oh my God, that guy's dropped dead gorgeous. Yeah. Like it wasn't like that, but that was okay, you know? And when we, like, met in the middle of the quote-unquote red carpet, like, <laughs> he did, he did like, get down on one knee and, like, reproposed to me in person. And that's when he, like, gave me the engagement ring. Um, and uh, then, like, we, we actually, he kissed me. He stood up and he kissed me. And that was, like, I was like, wow, he's, like, a really good kisser. <laughs> so you kind of felt the chemistry there. 
I felt the chemistry, yeah. And then we just kind of like danced. I think it was more awkward just because it was the two of us. We had just met and there was like cameras on us. <laughs> yeah, the cameras are so. always the weird third party. Um, yeah. <laughs> so as we see you guys move on through the relationship in Mexico and then kind of get to know each other more in person, the sexual part of your relationship seemed to be a barrier between y'all. And you said you just kind of wanted to give it time, like for the physical part to catch up with the emotional part. So Mm -hmm. looking back, what were the barriers there? Like, what have you been able to look back on there? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, okay. So with the whole, like us being intimate, we were, I mean, we, we kissed. There were times I just, I was so emotionally connected to Kenny that I was very much attracted to him. I wanted to kiss him like every five seconds. Um, so I mean, granted editing, (laughs) doesn't show everything, but yeah, I mean, we, we did, we had a really, really strong physical connection too. Um, but as far as us like actually having sexual intercourse because of the like personal journey that I had been on, it's just coincidental and whatever we want to call it. But I told myself like after I pretty much like didn't really like date or like hook up with many people like the year before I really was on this like self-love self-discovery journey. And I told myself like the next person that I meet, like I'm not just, I'm not doing things the way I used to do it. And I want to like actually like create that connection, that emotional connection with someone and whether it's three weeks, three months, however long it takes for me to just feel really comfortable and kind of just like making sure that that guy respects me and loves me and everything too, before I give myself like that to him. Um, so that was kind of like my path and it just happened to be that Kenny was that next person. <laughs> right. Okay. And so that was literally, it wasn't, it wasn't like I was like, no, I'm not physically attracted to him. I don't want to have sex with him. I, I, I totally would have, but yes, there were parts of me where like it was, that my mind and my heart were not connecting because Mm -hmm. it was granted, obviously just like a, such a short time of everything. Like I was like getting to know this person and I really enjoyed getting to know him, but I'm like, I almost like, I didn't want to like throw in that in the mix Mm -hmm. and mess up the other like part, but I don't know. It was just like really hard for me to, again, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have sex until like, later on, I guess, but (laughs) yeah, I mean, that actually, that's very interesting because, you know, obviously when you're watching or when I was watching, it did the way that it was edited seem like, Oh, she's just maybe not physically attracted to him or the chemistry isn't there for her in that way. And maybe you thought of him more as a friend or that was kind of how I was reading it. But that said, that would have been an interesting tip to know about you and where your personal journey was and, you know, kind of like what was happening internally for you that have was honestly just seemingly completely separate from Kenny. Absolutely. Yeah, it was. It was nothing to do with Kenny. It was completely just myself, my journey and how I wanted to to respect myself this time versus in the past where I may have jumped in the sheets a little bit too soon and then things didn't work out. And I'm not saying that. You know, I'm, I know that there are people out there who are been married for 10 years who they met and had sex on the first date. Like it, you know, it's just different and everyone's journey is different. Yeah. Yeah, It was just a personal thing. And I mean, after that, like I've dated since and the guy I dated after that, literally I knew him for a long time. I still did not have sex with him until three months after we started dating. Yeah. So it's just, it's it's been the way you've wanted to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Interesting. That's see, yeah. that's the weird part about TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when we see you guys, the way the show works for anyone who doesn't hasn't watched yet, I do hope that you do. And I'm sorry for the spoilers in this, but the way that we see it is that you guys go to the altar and he says, I do. And you say, I love you, but I don't. That was how it was played on the show. But what has since come out, there's been a couple different things where Kenny said that you guys agreed upon not getting married before actually walking down the aisle. Mm-hmm. And then you've said that you agree you didn't want to get married, but thought kind of the same as some other couples that you guys would move forward with dating. So what right. can you say about what happened after that maybe we didn't see? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I can, I can talk to talk about what happened after. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Kenny and I, again, we had such great conversation or communication with one another that we both agreed at that just during the leading the weeks leading up to the wedding that, Hey, you know what? Like, I think that I don't think a wedding is appropriate right now. Um, yeah. but you know, perhaps dating, you know, is the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, so we agreed, we had conversations about dating, um, and that's what I thought was going to occur when, after filming was over, the show had wrapped, um, he told me that he basically was just like emotionally unavailable and needed to kind of just take a step back from everything and give us time to like get back into the routine of our own lives and and just kind of go from there in a sense. And I, I mean, I do remember him saying too, he was like, you know, I'm just kind of like over all of this and need to um, distance myself from the process. And unfortunately, like you are a part of the process. I find it so interesting. He used the word emotionally unavailable though, because like this whole experience is basically playing on emotional availability, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's almost like the opposite of that. So that's like, what do you think the switch was? I think it was just, I, I mean, it, well, for me, I won't speak for him, but for me, it was, um, I could separate the show, yeah. like the process of the filming and all of that. I could separate that and my, the way I was personally feeling. And I don't think he was. What do you mean? Like, I don't like, I feel like the show, just like the intensity of it, um, the, I mean, I mean, they do ask you questions to tap into your psyche and stuff. So yeah. I think that it was just, you know, emotionally exhausting in certain degree yeah. in a, to a certain degree. So I think that that may have just like been more of a like a, you know, he was just kind of over it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but and at, but when he said that to me, like. Because girls are more emotional and we can compartmentalize our things a little bit differently, better than men. I don't know, but I feel that way about women. Uh, We can multitask. Yes, (laughs) I agree with that. You know, so it's like, but when I heard him say like, like we need space, basically, I heard, I don't want to date you. I don't want to be with you. Like you took it personal. I took it personal. Yes. And looking back on hindsight, and we've had this conversation since the show, but um, you know, looking back on everything, I was like, you know what, he's a very self-aware person. And I think a lot of people can see that about Kenny. Sure. Um, and because of his awareness, he knew what he needed to do. And the thing is, is like, I think we all have to remind ourselves, like we do have to put ourselves first. And when we 
that's what self-love is. And it's not because you don't care about the other person. It's just the fact that you need to figure out what you, what is best for you. And then, you know, and I even said that on the show, I was like, you know, what's best for one person is actually best for everyone. And it's interesting that I even said that, <laughs> yeah. but you know, it's just, I, I just looking back, like I said, I think, although I was like heartbroken for like, I would say, I mean, I just felt rejected. I felt heartbroken. Like it wasn't like, Hey, Kel, like let's just take some space for like two weeks and then like pick things back up. It was like, I need time. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Is that like a month? Is that a year? Like, what, what does that mean? Define. I need a definitive answer. And it's funny how not in control we were of things, how as soon as like everything was over, it's like I needed that control back. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting. But I know that he did like he did what was best for him and honestly what was best for the both of us because it's interesting like a month and a half, maybe two months later, um, I remember my mom, I mean, granted, my mom was there for me for everything. Um, but you know, hearing me cry about Kenny, like after the show and everything, like, I'm just so sad because I still haven't talked to him and blah, blah, blah. Um, but then I don't know, like I said, it was like two months later, my mom was like, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I go, I was like, mom, I'm, I'm actually fine. Like I'm okay. Like I'm totally fine. So this is a like, month and a half out and you were like moving forward. Yeah. I was like, I'm moving forward. I was like, I really, I think it, it was more of the thing of like, wow, I just talked to someone for six and a half weeks and now I'm not talking to them anymore. It's like, I yeah. lost someone, you know, it's like I lost my friend and they just like left and couldn't communicate with them anymore. It was just a very bizarre thing. Like it was almost, like I said, that like addiction in a yeah. sense, like I was like addicted to him, addicted to talking with him. I made such a strong connection and then it was like rug pulled out from underneath my feet. That's how it felt. Right. It's such a drastic difference to go from such intense time together to nothing. Yeah, it's absolutely nothing. I'm like, can we just like dwindle this a little bit? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it was, it was for the best. And, you know, I'm like, we have nothing but respect for each other. I'm like, I know he has a girlfriend now, like super happy for him. Like we're, we're friends, like everything's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Moving on good terms. I think it's so interesting. You keep bringing up the word addiction because as I was watching, I literally thought to myself, I wonder what part of this is actually people feeling these feelings for each other, or is it just like a lot of that idea we all have about what love would bring to our lives, you Mm -hmm. know, and like just chasing that. I think that's like a thing we're programmed to want to feel from the movies and just all the romantic, you know, novels or whatever it is you want to say that's in our culture, but wonder what part of that was included in this whole process. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't yeah, know. I mean, I think, it, I think it goes. Yeah, it's definitely hard to say. I mean, again, I think that's where I can speak to like my head and my heart not connecting. It's like, yeah. like, yes, I was enjoying the love. I was enjoying feeling wanted and feeling, you know, just, yeah, comforted all the time and having someone to talk to and having that companion that I've been longing for. And, you know, it was like checking all the boxes in so many different ways. But then it's like a part of my head was like, Kelly, you've only known this person for like three weeks right, right. now. What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> so like your logic was, wasn't lining up. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So it was like, he's checking off all the right boxes for what I look for in a person. But right. like, is he my person? Right. I don't know. Yeah. So that, I mean, and that was my personal thing. And that's why, like I said, it, I, and I kept telling the producers, I was like, my head and my heart are just not syncing up together. Mm. And I don't know why, because he's great. He's perfect. <laughs> he's a wonderful person. 
Why but, wouldn't I want to marry him? Of course. <laughs> but then it's also like, well, you have cameras in your face and you're going through a process. And of course you like, we all want to just be successful. So like what part of that pressure were you feeling too? I mean, I see why your head would be like, wait, 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 wait. You know? Yeah. It's a lot oh, to yeah, think about. Sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I honestly asked Kenny, like, I mean, when we were able to like talk to each other, like before the wedding, not like the day of the wedding, but you know, just the days leading up, I was like, are you, are you sure you don't want to get married? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Because I, like I said, he was checking off all the boxes. We had such a great relationship or yeah. what seemed to be a great relationship. And yeah, I mean, just like I said, we, we talked to the producers and have those deep conversations about, well, like, you know, like what, why wouldn't you marry each other in a sense? And I'm like, because of time. And right. I kept saying that, like, that was my reason. And they were like, people get married in like a day, like in Vegas. Like, <laughs> I'm like, but do you right, want to be those people? I mean, let's be real here. <laughs> I know, like, I don't want to be that person, but yeah, so it was just like, so interesting. It's almost like I couldn't really come up with a reason in a sense, except for, and then I finally was like, well, I guess I'm not in love with him. Like I love him, but I'm not in love with him. So I guess. And they were like, okay, well, yep. That's a good reason not to marry someone. Yeah. Wait, so why did you say I don't like, did you guys agree beforehand to that? You would be the one to say I don't. And Kenny would say I do. Um, no. Um, I think it just played, played out, out that, that way. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So you are a wellness coach in Atlanta and I want to talk a little bit about your business with chase life with Kelly and, yeah. um, how maybe this experience, like what you've taken away from this experience that you could take back to your clients now and what your biggest lesson you feel like you kind of learned through this whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so definitely communication and being vulnerable. Um, whether, whether you're on the, um, you know, my client side or, you know, there's other like wellness coaches that I've like teamed up with too. And I'm like, share your, share your story because your story is going to resonate with other people and vice versa. I mean, all the time, like it's just being vulnerable with people. And that's like what really helps you and your client connect with one another. I mean, every time I'm on a client call, I don't go down like a rabbit hole of telling them everything, everything, but I help to create that connection with my client to make them feel heard and understood. Like, Hey, I've gone through X, Y, and Z. I understand yeah. where you're at. Um, and so it's really important to be, like I said, just very transparent and vulnerable with people and truly communicate with them. Um, and then as far as like, obviously like dating life goes like same thing. I mean, my clients, I, I have ones that are married and, or are single and, just helping them like be like, you know, to reference the show, you know, like what helped me and Kenny was the fact that we were so, um, we had such good open communication. Like how is your communication with your partner? Or how, you know, how do you feel about dating? Are you just having surface level conversations? Like, what do you really like, is your end goal to get married someday? Or are you still having the surface level conversations with this guy that you've been dating for six weeks? (laughs) You know? So, um, it's definitely have been able to apply a lot of what I learned as far as the communication aspect goes, um, towards the coaching, um, after, and after the show too, I'm, you know, I always have to like shout my girl out, but, um, I hired a business and mindset coach like two, two and a half, three months after, um, the show wrap or no, it was like, yeah, it was like actually like three weeks, not even a few months. Um, it was like a few weeks afterwards I hired a coach cause I was like, I gotta get myself back in 
like my head in a better place <laughs> after this crazy experience after this crazy experience yeah yeah and and i mean granted yes she did my her name's erin nicole um but she did a lot of good things for my business of course but like my mindset i was like holy christmas like it was just like the psychology of like my behaviors and my fears mm-hmm. and limiting beliefs like she pulled all of that out of me and so how that just like tied into that communication and that vulnerability it's like even just like enhanced it even more and so I now use those same techniques with my clients as well when you were watching yourself did you like what insecurities did that you know came up for you during this process that maybe like even watching back you saw yourself in a different way than you anticipated did that happen for you yeah absolutely yeah it did yep and it's funny because I've only like all as far as just like the way I was portrayed, all of my friends and who know me, they're like, you know, you showed up as yourself and we're so proud of you for not being dramatic and not being yeah. crazy and all yeah. these things. And like just saying true to you. But it, I did have one girlfriend who was like, how I actually watched like a, you know, one or two episodes. She was like, I kind of had to turn it off because it didn't, it wasn't you. Oh really? <laughs> and I was like, interesting. And so I was understanding what she was saying. She was like, you've just had so much personal growth since that show. Right. She goes, and so like looking back, it's like hard to watch like that person. (laughs) Just between the actual air date and when filming ended, I bet. Right. Exactly. And so like for me, I mean, to answer your question, one, obviously like me being self-critical, looking at myself and being like, Kelly, you are so puffy and inflamed and like bigger and like not overweight, but like, you know, physically I was not happy with the way I looked on TV in certain, you know, clips. Um, so like physical then, insecurities. Yeah, there was the physical insecurities. And then um, and then also I feel like and it may have just been the way things were like shown, but I felt like I wasn't as outspoken. Yeah. And yep. like it was almost as if I was like talking very like with with very little confidence. Right. Although there was. Although there was confidence in what I was saying, it was the fact of like me just like being timid, trying to like tiptoe my way around. Like even during that, the conversation that Kenny and I had about, um, about orgasms and, you know, having sex in the bed and stuff. And, um, it was like, I was uncomfortable and awkward talking about that at that point. And like, now if you have that same conversation with me, I would be talking to you like I'm talking to you right now, like just very fluid and I mean, granted, there were cameras on me. I was going to say, that's the part that, I mean, when you're watching, it's like you remember it's on TV and so it, there's cameras. But what people don't see is like when you guys are laying in the bed, I don't know what your experience is like, but my experience on reality TV was like, there's three cameras in your face and there's like yeah. three men holding those cameras. So those right. conversations <laughs> are not <laughs> things. And you're like, oh my God, my mom's going to see this. Oh my God, my grandmother. Like the, all of those things are going through your mind as yeah. you're having this conversation. Yeah, it's true. So it definitely is true. you're a little more timid <laughs> naturally. I think anybody would be right. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It's so fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So has it helped you to kind of find your voice again though in real life to be like, wait a second, this is me and this is what I stand for. And here I am. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So if you, if you could do it again, would you do it? Are you given that choice? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I think I would, if there was I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm like, if there was not a wedding at the end, like, okay. it was just like an engagement, I think it would just be a lot less stressful. Um, I mean, I just, yeah. I so think, as a way to meet people and maybe start a dating process, you would say yes. Yes, yes exactly. Okay. 
yeah like i think i mean like i said the concept when it was pitched to me was just incredible like oh media making a connection based on people's emotions and intellect you know and yeah. their intellect like okay i could get with that yeah but yeah i think it was it was just really hard um for me as far as like the wedding part goes because obviously i've never been married and i've never had a wedding um you know, for you to be in a wedding dress and your mom and your dad to see you in a wedding dress and you know you're not about to actually marry someone. Yeah, that would be you know? really hard. So yeah, it was very emotional and I was, it was interesting because I would tell my, like when I was watching it with my friends, I was like, y'all, I want you to like take note. Every time I'm about, to, um, I am about to cry, I put a really big awkward smile on my face and they were like, oh yeah, I see it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like my mom like came to like, you know, see me the first time in the wedding dress and she like gives me a hug. My mom starts crying and I was just like, just smiling and like talking like through my teeth because I was like, I'm totally about to start bawling yeah. right now. Like this is so hard. <laughs> like internally going crazy, but outside you were just smiling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. So it probably make, but it's funny because it probably makes for like the show to make me look like I'm not as emotional and uh-huh. not sad that I'm about to break this man's heart on the, right. <laughs> you know, on the altar. So yeah, it's so it's much to process all at once, and obviously the cameras catch it all. So it's just an interesting experience. Um, okay, yeah. Kelly, where can people find you? Because we did mention that you have this wellness coaching called it's called Chase Life, correct? Yes, yep. Chase Life with Kelly. Um, obviously, my first, my last name, Chase. <laughs> yes, I love that name. I think it's super clever. Thank you, thank you. But yeah, Chase Life with Kelly. Um, right now, everyone can pretty much just find me on Facebook. Um, I have a Facebook group called Chase Life with Kelly. Okay. Um, it is for women only, um, just so that we can all like chat and gab about women things. And then also on Instagram at Chase Life with Kelly. Too. And what kind of services so. are you offering people? Yeah, so I am actually about to launch a like healthy habits fit guide which which will be interactive it'll have some like journal prompts a workout or two some nutritional advice as well as like mindset um, exercises like affirmations that kind of thing um so that'll be launching soon and then i offer group coaching i'll be offering a group coaching program coming up as soon as that fit guide launches as well and then always i have one-on-one coaching so that we can do more of that deep dive personalized um work. Yeah. And you and I were talking a little bit before, obviously we are all in this isolation due to coronavirus. So this is a really great thing for people to think about, especially if you're struggling internally with being locked up. Like these are things you can do virtually, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. All of my, all of my coaching is done via zoom. Okay, Um, cool. So yeah, all I have to have is just uh, they're either, I mean, people can do the zoom on their phone. I mean, you don't have to use your computer even. So just, come to the meeting. We, I mean, as far as like one-on-one coaching, I do like 60 minute sessions once a week so that we're, you know, constantly making progress. I'm there for support, you know, in between sessions as well. Um, and we just, I just help on a kind of like 360 degree wellness level. So helping you with your nutrition as well as like what we refer to, um, as your primary food. So your exercise, your spirituality, career and relationships. So how everything ties together and finding the balance with everything. So, Which you've uh, obviously had some pretty extensive experience in the last yeah. year or so. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> I'm like, it's so, it's like fascinating for me. Like, uh, I mean, I've literally had relationship issues. I've had financial and career struggles. Yeah. I have had weight and health journey struggles. It's just like everything decided to shit storm on me. But as it does, I my, all the same. I turn my, I turn my messes into successes, and that's what everyone else can oh, do too. That. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I so appreciate you being here. I know all my fellow Love is Blind fanatics do as well. (laughs) I feel like you gave us a lot of behind the scenes scoop. So we really appreciate it. Absolutely. I appreciate you, uh, you know, us connecting and anyone has any questions, just blow it in it. <laughs> yeah, you guys go check out Kelly, Chase Life with Kelly, and she is all over the web, obviously. So check her out and thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> this is Kelly Henderson and you've been listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast. I truly believe that every one of us has a little velvet and a little edge. So it's so important to remember that to be strong, you must be soft too. Thank you so much for sharing in those stories with me. You can follow Velvet's Edge on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as velvetsedge.com. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me every Wednesday for more conversations on lifestyle, beauty, and relationships. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. So should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between, like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.